0: morning Vernon good morning so we had a big thing happen this weekend um where Devin our our MVP hopes for our Sixers, uh did not die with the Joel Embiid injury uh in fact we discovered a MVP right up underneath our nose man uh it was a surprise one for me. So um you know, let's let's uh let's talk about this guy. Uh tell us a little bit about him, Devin.
1: I mean, the exciting part I think is that in the G League primarily you when you win MVP almost all the time, it's like a a G League veteran, you know? It's somebody who's in it. You don't see a lot of rookies win that uh that that role it just doesn't happen very much because g league mvp is almost always just somebody who's been around they have some fundamentals they have the footwork they they're advanced past all those rookies and so that they can excel at that level right so -hmm. it's really exciting i think to see a guy who came in you know you got to say you know rookie paul reed like this guy's uh undervalued and overachieving. Like that's the only possible way to look at somebody with that like skill set, right? Is to be a G League rookie plus a G League MVP. Come on, That's, that's a rarity. So that brings me to this question. If you're investing, would you buy a Paul Reed rookie card like right now so that it's going to be valuable in the future? Uh, Listen, I I think
0: that I would, you know, I, I would put my stock in Paul Reed heavy right now um, just because he did what he did in the G League, right, where most MVPs are all about, you know, scoring the ball, right, and watching Paul Reed. His offensive game is as raw as it gets. So the fact that, like, listen, we can sit here and joke like, uh oh, it's the G League or whatever, right? It's, it's it's the G League. But at the end of the day, you, in order to win an MVP, you need to do it offensively. That That's pretty much across the board in sport, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Any sport. So the fact that this guy did it with that offensive game, oh, my God. Like, like could you imagine when he learns how to dribble? You know, like oh, on an he- NBA level, like could he surpass Jeremy Grant? Like, could he potentially have a value on a level of of possibly? I don't know, man. Draymond Green type second round level. Like, sure. There's a potential chance there for this guy, man. He's athletic as uh, as athletic. Unbelievable. As anyone, you yeah. right? Like he he he's quick. He's fast. He's defensively. He has all the traits defensively. He has Um,
1: great instincts defensively.
0: Yes. If he just develops an offensive game, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. The sky's limit on this guy. And, yes, I would buy it because what if he's Giannis? Listen, I know it's crazy to say, but I don't know if anybody watched Giannis in his first year. Giannis would have not won the G League MVP in his first year. He would not have won a G League
1: MVP. Well, he was all elbows his first year. You know, like he just – my man had limbs for days, but he didn't know how to use them. And he really has figured out his body and exactly. figured out how to play in the NBA and figured out how to play his game that suits him in the NBA. And now, now they built a team around him. So, one hundred percent. it's the a only, whole different story. Yeah. The only thing that I would say holds Paul Reed back, right?
0: Because he is pretty much a fully grown man. Like, he's he's 21, maybe even 22. And... Giannis, when he came in, was like 14, right? Like, he, you know, you know what I mean? So, like,
1: uh, that's the yeah, only he, thing. He probably put on two, three inches since he got his yeah, league. Yeah, it yeah. feels two, three like inches at least.
0: and about 80 pounds. So, like, Paul Reed is probably
1: finished
0: with his body and, so like, probably, I won't say official, you know, 100%. He might
1: be able to put on 25 pounds, though. Yes, he'll be able to put, exactly. He'll be able to put on a little
0: more, but for the most part, Paul Reed is kind of his finished product in terms of physicality and everything. So that, that's the only thing if you're, man, if you're weighing whether or not you gamble on his stock. Uh, is it a good chance, is it possible that he's just a man amongst boys and once he gets around other men uh, and without that, that lack of offensive game, he just
1: not be the same guy? And that's very possible. Yeah, so when I look at a stock like a Paul Reed or, uh, you know, it kind of harkens to the book, right? So mm-hmm. this this whole chapter, we're talking about soybean farmers or we're talking about, you know, investing in the stock market. And I, and I look to, you know, a guy like a Paul Reed or, you know, a decisions that you would make uh, as a soybean farmer. And I think like, okay, I'm willing to maybe gamble a very small amount on a stock like a Paul Reed. But... You want to make sure that you cover your bases. And it was really interesting to like kind of listen to the book and hear him talk about like, you know, well, as a soybean farmer, I don't know what part of my farm is going to be like, or I'm sorry, a sugar beet farmer. What part of my sugar beets are going to be the best, like some portion of my farm is going to be the best performing portion, but I don't know which part. So I kind of have to spread evenly. I don't know. It was real interesting to hear these people like think about farming as you know here's my acreage and what portion of my farm is going to be the best performing I don't really know there's a lot of inputs and some might lead me to believe it's going to be x y or z but you never really know what outputs are going to be what from year to year it was just very interesting to kind of hear about it in that way
0: yeah it was it was to me it was processing at like it's pure as form Like, listening to the chapter, because, you know, like, when you think about forming, I don't really think that much in depth about forming. Like, when I'm, you know, I made a salad yesterday, and I did not think that deeply about these tomatoes and why they're as good as they are. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't have that thought process when I'm putting the food on the table. But, listening to the book, what I took away is how forming is probably the truest form of that process being black and white. Like they just keep at it. Like when he tells the story about like, he doesn't know the outcome. Like you said, he doesn't know the outcome of what's gonna be the best performing crop or the performing area of his form. What's the weather, like how unpredictable the weather is. Like he doesn't know if he's gonna have his best crop ever or he's gonna have his worst crop ever. Or is half of his field going to get flooded out, and he has have half the crop that he had the year before? So, all he thinks about is just continuing to take the steps and doing the process and planning the stuff. What happens happens. He he says that he doesn't even you know when he I think he was talking about how he was a musician um, before he got back into the farm with his family, and as a musician he had to do like his mindset was everything had to be perfect you know he wanted to be the best musician and he said when he came back to the forum he talks about his father and how his father basically had this defensive mindset where he was not trying to be the best he just wanted to do everything right he just wanted to be adequate you know he just wanted to be able to like do each process and each step the correct way and regardless of whether or not the outcome comes the way that he wants it, he really didn't even think about that. He went to bed easy. He, there was no practice. You just did the steps the right way. Whatever happens, happens. You just don't have any control once you plant those seeds.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it's kind of like a big fundamentals thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, and it was... It, Cool to listen to him talk about like his tractor and he was doing all like maybe it was a combine i don't i don't really know yeah he called a it combine for yeah, a guy who know. technically like technically i work in agriculture so i should like know a little bit of something about this but i really don't <laughs> <laughs> but but the uh you know the, to hear him talking about like fixing his combine and like that same like focus that same hyper focus on doing everything perfectly applied for fixing the combine something where he understood all the variables and he could depend on the outcome right which is like i can make sure the tractor runs yeah but so for that you know knock it out of the park do it well do all the fundamentals but for the actual outcome at the end of the planting year or whatever he didn't even worry about it it was it was pretty cool you know Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool i just kept thinking about us like i don't know about you i just
0: kept thinking about us like as i was listening listening to the chapter i just kept thinking about wow like Yes, the process, man. Just do the process. Outcomes
1: later, man. And and you well, don't know. I mean really that's the sold. show, right? Yeah that's, a, yeah. that's because like we started the show, did we did we get fancy microphones when we started the show? Nope. Nope. You know, we were just like, I don't know, let's just make let's just record with whatever headsets we have, right? And it was good mm-hmm. enough. And then sort of we keep just investing more and more as we get more and more committed, as we understand the process more and more. You keep kind of building in that investment. Um, and doing better, so that your risk is as low as it could be. We might have done three episodes, and that would have been it, you know? I mean, it seems like we're going for a long, long haul now. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, yes,
1: 38 in a row, 38 weeks, almost a year, my man.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, but, yeah, you know, I think the other thing that was pretty cool, you know, just hearing the story about uh, uh, James Naismith and how he put together, you know, basketball. You know, and uh that was a pretty nice nice little excerpt and then how he tied it all together, you know, in the at the end of the chapters and everything. But just like one of those things, constant reminders that like where society is now, you know, might not accept whatever that idea of change that you have, but you, you gotta ignore society. When when something in you is, is trying to pour out and you believe that you have this, you know, this idea or this need for creativity, and society goes, you know, I guess at that time, this is, uh, you know, early 1900s, right? So, like, there was a lot of, like, devil talk and how, you know, like, that's ungodly. Like, sports were ungodly, that that blew my mind too, right? Like, there was a sure. point where sports were ungodly. Like, you know, I knew music had its time where it was ungodly, right, but sports? So, yeah, and when he was doing it, like, you were considered a bad boy if you play football, right, if you play rugby. Um, And here he is trying to invent a whole new game, a whole new sport in a time where sports were considered ungodly. Um, So he kept pushing, and look at it now. Like, he's created, he is responsible for one of,
1: you know, the most exciting sports in the world. Yeah, and it's an international sport that we're all, you know, I mean, you and I are pretty heavily invested in. I mean Mm -hmm. you know, you 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 pay attention to football and I don't really anymore. But I pay attention to baseball and you you know, you loosely loosely keep an eye on it, but that's about it. Yeah, Yeah, just the Phillies. Yeah, just the Phillies. Um, (laughs) So
0: Yeah, but that that was a great takeaway. So, you know, two reminders, right? You got the whole idea of just be creative, you know, don't allow society to push back on your creativity. Right. And then the other the other side of it is, again, like you don't control the outcome and just keep doing the process like th-
1: those are the two things I took out of the chapter. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked the whole discussion about how uh, most investments, the best thing to do is just to get into like the stable index fund kind of thing where it's low fees and you don't have a investment manager or a money manager or anything like that, you know. Because yeah. like uh, uh, you know Vanguard or Eugene Fama, like there's a there's a bunch of like kind of economists and financial thinkers that are like that are all about that. They're like, look, you're not going to be able to pick stocks, and this that kind of goes back to that whole like Paul Reed thing, right? Like wh- I, nobody's once you get past the first what eight picks, nine picks mm-hmm. in Barely. the NBA draft, I, I would say three. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Oh. I mean, especially if you talk, about, but once you get past the first eight or nine picks, I think the hit rate is is lower than 50 50. Right. Yeah. yeah but if you, if you if you say like, OK, I'm going to invest evenly in all 10 in all of the first 10 picks of the NBA draft every year, I bet you, you come out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. every now and again, you're going to get a LeBron or you're going to get a Luka. But most of the time, you're going to get guys that are very, very good. The you know that that aren't, but just aren't freakishly Zion. Yeah,
0: you get, yeah, get a Lamelo ball every now and again, and then yeah. occasionally
1: you're going to get an Anthony Bennett. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. But as long as you're in the first ten, you know, no, kind of no big deal. But then outside of that, you're really shooting darts. You you just have no idea. And if you tried to invest fifty percent into those picks, those last you know, sixty players, you, you, you'd you'd go broke so fast. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you want to be a little bit of everything. Yeah, and that and that's that's where
0: the importance of you know our little fun banter on the show with the Jeremy Grant, you know, that's where that comes in the Paul Rees Jeremy Grants, which is all right. You got the second round, which those stocks let's just say the first round are like $100 stocks, right? Like like in the first 10 picks, right? You know, and then, and then once you get past the first 10 picks, they the rest now of the draft is like, yeah, the, the rest of the draft is probably $50 stocks. The rest of the draft, that first round, right? That first round. Then you get to the second round, and you're talking about penny stocks, right? Like all of them entering the same, like, you know, field of play. You know, it's not like your penny stocks don't have potential to, to hit and be some superstar in the NBA. It's just rare, but you can buy, you know, 50 of those second rounders with the penny stocks and they all go into the same field with the same, pretty much the same opportunity, or you can buy one of player from the spots 11 to 30. You know what I mean? Have that one shot of it hitting, And that's essentially the kind of investment in what, you know, Sam Hankey and the Jeremy grants and, you know, Del Mario and those guys, their approach to selecting players is give me 50 of those second rounders versus that one first round pick. I'll take 50 of those second rounders.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll get a Paul Reed and and maybe he'll turn into a Jeremy grant. Like exactly, that's that's the idea. And it's interesting. It's the idea for us personally too. And and the Mm -hmm. way that we're approaching this sort of business thing, like, all right. Well, what's step one? Well, what what can we do cheap? Uh you know, we could we can run a podcast for almost nothing. All right, let's give that a shot. All right. Well, what's the next step? Well, Vernon could start an e commerce business for nearly nothing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. guys are investing, but there's three of yeah. you, so yeah, you're pennies. You know, it's yeah. If you pennies. guys, yeah. If you guys lose, you're not losing that bad. No. You know. No. Uh, no. And then you know now right now like my investment completely shifted. Right, it went away from me investing in business to now I'm actually like investing in sarah you know um, yeah. she's learning to code so like we're doing a lot of that investment so where your investment priorities change but you know the the likelihood there's there's almost a zero percent chance that sarah doesn't make a good living as a developer so like there's effectively a zero percent chance like we're gonna tr- probably triple the amount of money that she brought in in 2019 in 2022. Yeah. Like tri- triple. Yeah. And it's almost guaranteed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and that and, and that's the thing where it reminds me of investing, right? Like, you know, I, I had a, pe- a question, right, that I wanted to pose to you, right? You know, in the, in my opinion, money definitely is is something that allows you to live a certain lifestyle, and I think it's really the opinion of the show. That's why we don't really talk much about it, right? Because it, it, it money itself is j- just allows for a lifestyle it allows you to buy things but when you have a level of ownership and something that you create yourself you know like this podcast you know what i mean or uh the spices and and you know uh what you and your wife are doing in terms of software development and stuff like that those are things where if you are a creator right your po- the possibilities are are limitless you know what i mean so like i would much rather than someone give me uh today you know like a hundred thousand dollars right just give me a hundred thousand dollars i would much rather an opportunity to take you know then my creativity and put it and be given a platform or an opportunity to shine or attention or you know what i mean versus cash right like if Bill Simmons called us and said, Devin and Vernon, I love what you're doing. You know, even though he's a Celtics fan, I'm not a Bill Simmons guy. Mm-hmm. But if he called us and was just like, hey, I'm going to give you uh, just $100,000 just because I like what you're doing. Uh, and then that was it. And he was going to walk away and whatever. He goes, but, or I'll give you this option of, you know, I'll come on your show. And, you know, we'll, we'll come on your show once a week for like, You know, uh, uh, each month or once once a month for the next year, what would you take?
1: Oh, I would I would want him on the show because he he knows so much about broadcasting. But despite being a Celtics fan, you know, he he knows so much about how to do this and what to what makes a successful show and how to communicate to an audience. And you know, we're making all this stuff up kind of as we go along. You know, I mean, we're I don't know about you, but like I, I read about podcasting now and I read about audience building now and like you know, I I try to focus on that stuff in a way that I sort of never have before. But I think that that's the, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing about, I guess, processing or thinking about this. And, you know, there's a lot there, right? So look, if, if, if you go back to me when I was maybe 20, and all I did was like, you know, just work, right? Like, all I did was work. Maybe then I can't put together the difference between, you know, would I rather make a hundred thousand dollars as an employee or would I rather make $60,000 as a creative owner? Right? Yes. Um, so maybe then I, I just did, I wasn't able to think about it and sort of think it through because all I did was work. But now that I have like, you know, enough of a stable income that I can start trying to figure out, all right, well, how do I be a creator? How do I, how do I own the, the productivity that I'm that I'm bringing into the world? that's definitely the focus and I think that's part of what the show show's goal is right is that you know by the time we're you know ten years down the road we may both still be working for somebody but we'll both have some irons in the fire that are bringing in you know five ten twenty thirty thousand dollars a year that we're saying like well this might be something that turns into a real valuable asset for me that's worth giving up the security of my job
0: yeah and and, and you know when you really look at it, like the security of a job, like it's, it's there, but it's not right. Like when you I go tomorrow, exactly. It's, it's there, but it's not, um, you know, so for me, although I do love my job and I always say, if, if I'm going to have to work anywhere, you know, especially in retail, there's no other place that I would want to be like hands down. You know but at the same time understanding that when you when you generate you know resources right like you're the actual generator for resources you'll never lose power or energy right like like i i control it i started it right like if you start a fire once you'll be able to start a fire again but if i've never started a fire you know and i don't know the steps or i haven't practiced the steps you give me Two sticks in the wood and say in the woods and say Vernon go ahead and start a fire. Well, I've never practiced that. I don't know anything about starting a fire. We gonna starve, you know. Like like I'm, <laughs> we gonna starve, you know. Like I, I just don't know anything. I barely can pitch a tent. You well, know there's, what I mean? there's
1: It's funny because there's there's two things that like you know I think we both like uh, recognize about you know Trader Joe's or or you know working a really good stable job. Right, I have a really good stable job in software development right now. So. Um, and the two things are that that job could go away at any time, right? So that's one. And then two is that that job, if you approach it correctly, is your MBA, right? So this job that I have right now at work is my master's in software engineering. I'm approaching it in the right way. I'm taking in all the knowledge that I can and I'm getting that value so that I can either leverage it for myself or maybe I get a job at you know, Amazon someday where the, the money just like is Bananas, or and in your case, it's like you know that you have a you're getting a business MBA. You're learning everything you need to know about management. You're learning everything you need to know about inventory control. You're learning all that stuff in a real practical situation. You know, so uh, while it's also a, a risk because all your eggs are in the are in that basket right now, right? Should mm-hmm. should that job disappear, you're in a tight spot. Mm-hmm. But you're also diversifying. You know. And looking at like, well, all right, well, how do I make sure that if that job does disappear, that I have something going on where I'm protected? Yes. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm starting a fire right now. And
0: instead of being like, hey, if you don't start this fire in the next two hours, we're going to starve to death. Instead of having it be at that moment that I learn how to start a fire, I'm learning how to start a fire right now while everyone's already eating, you know, the family's taken care of, everybody full, no one's going to bed hungry, but while they're sleeping in bed, I'm here starting a fire and trying to practice. How do I start a fire? So that if that, you know, like kind of false security of having a job, a career, if that thing actually, you know, falls apart, you know, knock on wood, there is, I've already been doing the work and the practice to know how to start a fire. And, the, and that right there is the thing that, you know, time is money, right? And what I'm mm-hmm. learning and now and in this point in my life is that time is money. So that free time that you have, you use it wisely. Spend that free time trying to start your own fire. And before I spun it mostly just watching sports. And, and now and I don't get to watch like any sports other than the Sixers. I haven't seen any of March Madness or anything. Mainly because I'm spending pretty much all my free time outside of Sixers games, starting a fire, and that's what it is, man.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's great, man. So, 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 tell me what, what's uh, what's cooking this week on, uh, for starting your fire. Yeah, so uh,
0: you know, this week we got the drop on Wednesday. New seasoning, savory fusion, is is dropping this Wednesday. Uh, so we got that, and then we also got the new bags. Which look great. I'll send you a pick. But uh three for fifteen. We're selling bags, cut the prices in half. They're six dollars now uh for, you know, about two ounces of seasoning, uh, versus spending twelve for, you know, uh six ounces. So we cut the prices in, in half um over the week. Uh and then yesterday I was out till maybe two in the morning and we practiced because we we're gonna be selling dinners April 10th and that's what we were doing we were working on all our recipes so we were in the kitchen for about like 4 hours just mastering everything and man it came out unbelievable like the pics we got everything it it looks great so that's what's going on right now this week it was, it was it's a wild one this week new blog we're 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 freshening up the website so a lot of work actually i got my whole day planned already
1: that's great man that's great yeah. for me we're uh you know we're so I, I finally made the decision. I, I don't know if you recall that I've had this like disaster of a computer that I've been dealing with yes, all this time. Yes. <laughs> and I finally I mean, I finally made the decision. Actually Sarah kinda helped me out with it. She was like she was like, This is the thing that you do. And you and your main tool to do it, you hate it. And I was like <laughs> I was like, Yeah. And she's like, So so maybe you should have a tool that you like. And I was like, All right. So I, I went out and spent on a new computer, got that going. Ah, so, oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, so I guess I guess the big focus is going to be trying to get that set up this week. Um, and, you know, trying to get uh, – I'd like to see some stuff. One of the things that I want to change is – so if you go to the process site right now, because I can't really do a ton of work, but I, I'd like to get this done. I'd like to get the first five episodes be all or the, the most recent five episodes be all that shows on the homepage. And then oh, every other episode, you could like go to maybe a search page for. So that's going to be, since I have to kind of mostly focus on Sarah and trying to be supportive and helping um, and like teaching with her, that's going to be, I think, my primary focus is uh, is getting that done. If I get that done in the next, let's say, two weeks, I'll feel like I've really kind of moved the needle forward on the show, which is moving the needle forward on – you know, both of our goals. So that that's kind of where I'm going.
0: Yeah, that's sweet, man. Um, Yeah, so it's been a busy week, man. And, and you know, I, I think it's only right as a show, you know, we try to touch on pretty much everything. Nothing's off limits. And one of the things that I feel like it, it's definitely important that we touch on is this week since the last show, man, it's been some crazy stuff going on in our country. Um, we had two mass shootings. Uh, since the last time we met and one of them uh, was, was not too far from you, um, you know, out there in Colorado. So, you know, I just just wanted to take a minute and, and shed some light on that and just mental health. And, you know, it, it, if you need if you're not feeling right, man, it's, it's important that mentally you, you check yourself and you get the help that you need.
1: Yeah, Sarah and I were on our our walk, you know, every every day we try to do a, a walk. Uh, just around, around the neighborhood, you know, and it's about a, like, it's like about a mile loop that we do, and it's around the lake, and it's all very nice, you know, and, mm-hmm. man, this one dude, like, he was, you know, he was, he was clearly having a bad day. He slipped and fell in the snow, and his dog got away from him and ran away, and, you mm-hmm. know, just, like, you could hear the stuff he was saying, like, to ch- instead of, like, chasing his dog and being like, come on, Jackson, or whatever his dog's name is, and, like, being enthusiastic, like you're supposed to do when your dog gets away so that your dog's excited to come see you. Like, he was like, you know, why is this happening to me and everything's the worst and I might as well just kill myself. And I'm listening to this dude, you know, meanwhile, I'm like walking around the lake with my wife. My life is super duper stable. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like my life and his life couldn't be more dramatically different. Like there's just no way that's two polar extremes of how our lives are turning out. And the reality is, is you can have the life that, that I have, you know, or that you have where you got a great family and you got great friends and all that stuff, but it doesn't, you know, you have to be able to reach out. And so if you do need that, that, uh, that help, you know, go get, go get it. Um, you know, whatever that takes, because you don't have to have a life where you're feeling that way. You know, it, Mm. it feels like it in the, in the moment. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that that guy feels like that's the only option he's got. But uh, that's really not the way life has to be. You don't have to be broke all the time. You don't have to be sad all the time. You don't have to be angry all the time. You know, th- there's a way to get a different outcome. Um, so, you know, cho- choose the other one <laughs> if you can. You know, yeah,
0: right, yeah, absolutely, man. That, it's a real thing, man. You know, mental health is it's it's a real issue. And uh, yeah, like you said, you, you don't ha- you don't have to be. You
1: don't have to be angry. And yeah, you're right choose to choose to be happy right yeah and it it takes work you know it's 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 not going to happen magically but uh you know and and i've had a lot of advantages and you've had a lot of advantages absolutely there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes involved and i'm not trying to minimize any of that but you know choose the choose the one where your life is is better a little bit every day you know yep all right man all right where can people find us Vernon? Yes, yeah seriously.
0: yeah yeah another great episode where, where can people find us uh first and foremost go to the processes black and that's the first step you need to take check out the web site go ahead and uh subscribe for us so we can be able to contact you through email then go over to twitter you can find us at process underscore is uh and you can catch up and link up with us there and then you can also catch us on at our do Dang, my bad, people. Our Facebook page at the process is black and white, and then on Instagram at the process underscore is.
1: All right, talk to you next week. Yep, later.